Puppy's delusion is multi-layered. She believes she's some type of hero. The Slayer. The Slayer, right, but that's only one level. She's also created an intricate latticework to support her primary delusion. In her mind, she's the central figure in a fantastic world beyond imagination. She surrounded herself with friends, most with their own superpowers, who are as real to her as you or me. More so, unfortunately. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 119 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I am Camila. I am Marcella. Let us get into this. But first, please... Keep up with us on all the ways that you can. Facebook, Revisiting Sunnydale. Twitter, at Back to Sunnydale. Instagram, I almost said Instacart, uh, <laughs> at RVS underscore podcast. And, of course, the website, RevisitingSunnydale.com. Also, you can rate and review us and follow us or subscribe to the show and listen. just listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, iHeartRadio, now Amazon Music, Woo-hoo! Google Podcasts, and Player FM. Please enjoy. So last episode, I pulled some uh, of the um, better, more recent reviews that we got and read them on air. Hope you enjoyed them. This episode, Marcella decided to go ahead and pull some of the older bad reviews. Because, you know, you can't have the good without the bad. Right. You really can't. Right, right. And we have to keep it real. Keep it real. Right. So here are just a few of the people who don't enjoy our show. And quite frankly, I think there's a, these are the only two bad reviews. And they're so strange. They like, are. I, I mean, I don't mean to say your, your review is strange, but your shit is strange. I'm sorry. Right. Especially this first one. And right. you guys will back us up. Right. Because I really don't get this one. It's from a user called Bespangled. And it was titled Self-Censor Artists. And it said, this is the We Hate James Marsters part podcast. We really loathe him. It used to be fun and funny. Now it's ranty and righteous. I unsubscribed. Can't recommend. Huh? Huh? Can I can think of exactly one time. Exactly. One episode. One episode where we did rant and rave a little bit about his foot uh, fetish. And, and rightfully so. And the, yeah, and the weird relationship that was going on with him and uh, Michelle. Jackenberg yes. and the whole song situation with and all her that. pretty feet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only the, time I can recall right. ever bashing on James as a person. Otherwise, it could be called the We Thirst for James Monsters right. podcast. Right. Exactly. I don't get it. So, I mean, if anybody else, because I mean, also, you know, right. Like, to be honest, there are a lot of times that I don't recall some things that I have said on, no, on the not podcast. Not at all. <laughs> So if anybody would like to correct us and point yeah. out an, some other bashing that we've done on James that had nothing to do with the before mentioned subject, <laughs> please remind, <laughs> feel free to remind us. Let us know on the interwebs and stuff. <laughs> or, but you to know, call us though, we hate James. That's that's, that's, that's strong. That's yeah. Strong and wrong. <laughs> yeah. The next one is from Dean Girl Forever 85. And they said that. We are the worst Buffy podcast. Ugh. They said, try listening to this, but you girls get off topic way too much. And also one of you girls were wrong about Oz. Meaning? Because he had every right to be mad at Willow for cheating on him with lame Xander. That's why I'm glad Oz left Willow in season four, because he deserves better. Also, Oz was the best in the show. You girls are lame, and there are better, better Buffy podcasts out there. I don't recall 
saying that Oz was wrong for being mad at Willow. I don't either. For cheating on him. <laughs> I'm going like, to have to go back and listen to that one. Right. Because that doesn't sound like something either of us no, would say. No, there's no way we would be like, Oz shouldn't be mad about Willow cheating on him. <laughs> there's no way. No. I, I don't see it at all. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what was wrong with us that day if we did that no yeah i mean that that makes zero sense to me i have i have no idea um but clearly this person is an oz stan or, mm-hmm. so you know for fi- sure fine whatevs man you know and a dean girl yeah apparently. i'm assuming uh supernatural <laughs> but uh or dean damn i can't <sighs> dean winters yeah no <laughs> From dean martin SBU. i don't know about <laughs> We do go off topic a lot. We do. I have seen posts that really like that. Exactly. And that's just who that's just going to happen. So, I mean, you know, to each his own. If that's not your thing, that's not your thing. So you can move on to your other better Buffy podcast. What else? That's cool. And I do remember seeing one other that mentioned something about they like the show a lot, but they didn't like our makeup reviews, which we actually haven't done in forever. Right. We have not done those subscription boxes. So thank you for going deep into the history of the <laughs> right. show. Because we did used to do this. But we, for some reason, just stopped. I think we stopped getting a lot of the boxes. Exactly. And- I know I did. I stopped getting. Yeah. I, I stopped a lot of subscription boxes. And after a while, it just yeah. got to be a bit much. So, yeah. I mean, that's cool also. Yeah. You know, yeah. To each their own. And we love all the reviews. So don't forget to leave us reviews. We like the bad, the good. We take them all. Right. Because I, I, I like to know that somebody's listening. So. Right. <laughs> right. I remember just, very early on, we had a comment about a person leave a review that we sweared too much. We mm, didn't change that. No. <laughs> but no. your point is valid and we loved it all the same. Right. Exactly. But honestly, though, I mean, don't come out of left field. Like, don't get personal about things right. like because like, that might you know that might trigger something that i can't control right so... <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult uh, my opinion is mine and yours is yours you're exactly. free to it and i'm free to mine right which is but don't... i will come for you right if you cross the line exactly <laughs> be respectful about it that's all right. i'm saying and don't be one of the um actually yeah people don't don't do that either because you know don't what do that First of all, this is a free podcast to everybody. <laughs> Neither one of us is getting paid to do this. Right. <laughs> you guys aren't paying to hear it. And right. So, I mean, there's only so much research and, and deep diving that we can do into each right. episode of the show. And there's only, it's it just can't happen. Like, I would love <laughs> to get paid to do this and, like, to really dig in. And, right. For and this figure, to be my job. Right. Oh. Exactly. And to just be like, yes, this is, this is all the symbolism that's going on. Yes. In this episode about blah blah blah, and like the <laughs> overall arch and the, ar- the overall arc of everything, but no, no, this is what we got. Yep, <laughs> and and you guys love us, and we're happy to do it. Mm-hmm. As and is. actually, I've started my rewatch of Angel a little early because uh-huh. I just it, it had been a while, and I just bought it on Vudu. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm super stoked to talk about it. <laughs> sort of related, but not related. Like I was going through my Vudu stuff that i bought like during early on in pandemic like the and real like i keep forgetting that i've got all these other show, tv shows mm-hmm. that i bought like the bundle and save <laughs> yeah i was like i bought fringe right i bought hannibal i was like oh <laughs> shit i got all of the game of thrones here <laughs> you know i thought about they had a glitch last week with mad men mm-hmm 
And it was supposed the sale was supposed to be six ninety nine per season mm. for Mad Men, which was seven seasons. Right. But early that morning when it went on sale, they accidentally put the complete series up for six ninety nine. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Oh. I didn't buy it because I don't. That's not my fandom. I don't like that show. I tried. I just can't get into it. It's just not for me. I am, but, it, but could you imagine? I know, right? Oh man, I, if I had seen that, I probably would have done it because I used to own the DVDs. But then I got to a point where I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this again. And mm-hmm. like, there are certain aspects of the show that I liked, but for the most part, like, I just don't really see myself watching it again. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I know, I think. You're you don't particularly care for John Hamm. I don't. <laughs> but I, I don't like that cocky bastard. I I enjoy watching him. Yeah. All that. And it, <laughs> he yeah. is a good looking fellow that knows he is a good looking fellow. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's not one of those things that I, I'm definitely not going to pay like seven dollars per season to own that. And no, no, but you know, maybe uh, I should probably go ahead and. Uh, Rewatched Fringe though, since I yep. apparently own the mm-hmm. and Dollhouse and Firefly, right. which Dollhouse is on Hulu now. I think so, but I was like, it could disappear at any time, and it. I think it was four ninety nine a season. Really? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. So, if you guys have not heard or do not know, Voodoo is probably one of my favorite places to pick up digital copies of movies yeah they have they routinely have stuff on the cheap 4.99 for 4k yeah they always have a sale going on like every friday or something there's a new sale. yeah yep a new sale for the weekend and i've been picking up a bunch of old stuff yeah like i got the incredible shrinking woman (laughs) short was 14.99 but where else was i gonna find it right right high spirits with steve gutenberg (laughs) and a very young very good-looking liam neeson Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Uh, what else? Just Fatal Beauty, because who doesn't love Sam Elliott? I, don't. I can't. That, that mustache, <laughs> man. I can't. I can't oh, wait, help I, it. I, I, that I voice. I'm getting him confused with Elliot something or Sam somebody else. Sam Shepard? Is that who I'm getting him confused with? No, Sam Shepard's the weird skinny one. I don't, I don't know, like Sam Shepard. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott was in Tombstone. Right, right, right. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's cool. He's cool by yeah. me. <laughs> all right so season six episode 17 also uh can we get a sponsorship from voodoo just saying all right season, That'd be nice. <laughs> season six episode 17 normal again original air date march 12 2002 written by diego gutierrez which this is his only writing credit for buffy which i'm shocked and appalled by um he had because it is such a right. This is a whopper, right? And he doesn't really like have too many other great writing credits later on in his career either. But he was apparently an assistant for like forty-four episodes of Buffy. Wow, I don't know assistant who and to what, but yeah. Um, this was directed by Rick Rosenthal, who this is one of his only two credits directing credits for Buffy. The other is Help, which we'll get into later. After Buffy is stung by a demon, she begins to have vivid daydreams about a mental asylum. She gradually begins to believe that she is a crazy girl back in L.A. and that Sunnydale and all her friends are just a figment of her imagination. Important guest stars Amber Benson as Tara, Danny Strong as Jonathan, Adam as Warren, Tom Lank as uh, Andrew, Dean Butler as Hank. Piece of shit. Christine Sutherland as Joyce. Yay. 
Uh, Kristen mm-hmm. Nelson is Lorraine Ross for a hot second, you know, the chief from Psych. Chief. And we have Michael Warren, who is Buffy's doctor in the alternate universe. Dude, this guy was the shit in the 80s. He was. He like, really Hill was. Hill Street Blues, I think, was his big thing. Yeah. He also, like, showed up on some, like, like a different world, I think, for a couple, like, uh, the um, Jasmine guy, the Dwayne and Whitley wedding. He was mm-hmm. their minister, I think. But yeah, like, he. For whatever reason, I don't know why he didn't become a bigger thing. Like he was, he was so good. He's so yeah. so good looking. It's still like really handsome in this episode. And very recognizable black actor in the mm-hmm. 80s. Very like you knew who he was. Exactly. And I guess Denzel just kind of beat him to the punch of being like the next Sidney Poitier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I don't know, like, I, like, like there can be room for two. But anyway. I'd like to know what's up with old Michael these days. Every once in a yeah. while, he pops up on things. It's like, oh, it's it's him. So, let me just get this out there. And I know I've said it many times before, but this is one of my favorite episodes of Buffy. Um, this is, I would I would put this as like in my definite top five best episodes of Buffy. Not necessarily like ones that make me want to ride on spike or you know like funny ones but just like (laughs) best done like most Mm -hmm. artistically and creatively um captured and um this is how i think that the series should have ended i know a lot of people hate that idea (laughs) but i i think it would have been just a perfect little bow on everything and i would have loved it I think I would have set the world on fire (laughs) had this been the way the show ended. I probably would have burned my own house to the ground. I would every piece of memorabilia I had, I would have torched. (laughs) This is this would have been a Saint Elsewhere ending. Right, right. Was it Saint Elsewhere? Yes, that was the dream. Yeah. Where it was the entire series was the dream of an autistic boy who had a snow globe with a hospital that said St. Elsewhere on it. Right, right. And it was also, I think, Bob Newhart's show. Yeah. Um, Where he woke up and it was all a dream. Right. Oh, I would have been pissed. (laughs) Not that this isn't a good episode, because it is. It is stylistically fantastic. Mm -hmm. It is directed wonderfully. And the writing is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Plus, there are little moments in this that make me, like, child giggle. They're so funny. They're random, Uh but they're hilarious. All right. Well, let's get into it. We start off with Buffy um, walking around through the neighborhood with a list of new rentals searching for the trio. Where does one get a list of new rentals? Like, is there one? Is there only one property management company in Sunnydale? I'm not sure. I'm confused. Like, so if she got this from. So let's just say she pulled up Craigslist and these are all the properties that are available to be rented. Mm -hmm. Sure. But it looks like she's tracking down places that were rented. Right. Yeah, that I don't know how you get a copy of. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what it looks like. Because I think there's like, I don't, it looked like there was like full on information on this list of like. Their not, names and like, I feel like that's a. When it was I rented. Mean, maybe Willow hacked it. I, but again, is there just one property management company <laughs> in Sunnydale? <laughs> Could you imagine like trying to get a list of places in Pittsburgh that were recently rented in the last it's month? It's just that girl that rented Xander, his apartment. <laughs> right. That's the only person that rents property <laughs> in Sunnydale. Right. <laughs> so um, as she's doing this, we see that the trio 
She's like right outside the new house that the trio has rented. Even though they rented the entire house, they are only living in the basement. And they're trying to make any sense. No, because they're on the lamb. They have to lay low. And Jonathan's like, that's just figuratively. We don't have to literally be underground. <laughs> Like close your windows and shutters and like why are, I don't you I don't get it they're fucking idiots because like it's you you still have to come and go because apparently right. like, <laughs> all right so Andrew and Jonathan are, or Andrew and Warren are, are allowed to leave <laughs> yeah but not Jonathan Paul baby no Jonathan's going straight up Jack Jack Torrance <laughs> which is a wonderful reference it, it makes perfect sense yes <laughs> and he's been cooped up and they won't let him leave. So as they're bickering about this, Buffy's, they notice on their surveillance cameras that Buffy's like right outside the uh, the property, like looking in to the empty house that, you know, nobody is occupying the upstairs. So it's up. Andrew's up. So he yep, has and to. pulls out a didgeridoo. Right. And doesn't say any sort of incantation or anything, but I guess nope. this one special didgeridoo is particularly for calling this demon guy that he calls so ridiculous looking he looks like uncle like a waxy uncle fester so waxy that is the perfect word like it literally looks like a wax demon yes uh, and it's got a polka thing arm which how many times are we gonna have a polka thing arm on yeah. these demons yeah is that where and it, adam got his maybe maybe it's the type of demon that adam is but it didn't give people deep ass hallucinations right she takes a straight up trip to la la land when this thing pokes her right so like he pokes her and like we she pops out into like she gets delirious and it's like it shows her in the psychiatric facility as a patient being stuck with a high a needle yeah. of some sort so listen there's going to be a lot of flipping back and forth between sunnydale and the hospital how things are and the corresponding alternative. We'll do our best to try to keep it straight. These kind of things always mix me up when I'm trying to like recap and tell them mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they, they kind of stumble me a little bit, but doing my best. Um, but it's, it's done flawlessly in this episode. It's really, really good. And that's just the balance of color alone in the way the two different Buffy's real life has kind of a yellow filter to it. Mm -hmm. And it's this just muted kind of, I never noticed it before, but in such stark contrast to the bright bluish white filter that right. the asylum has her whole, even in daylight, it has a yellow filter yeah. in Sunnydale for some reason. It's like extra yellow and harsh. Mm hmm. And so, like, we start off with, like, something as subtle as, you know, Buffy's back to work. And, um, again, those fries look awful. Uh, she, she pulls out of the deep fryer. But, like, she's at work and kind of dazed. And she, her boss is like, Buffy, Buffy, trying to get her attention. And then she's like, uh, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd say you're on drugs. And then we flip back into the hospital and there's a nurse saying, you know, it's time for your drugs. And it's, like, stuff like that. It's just, like, yeah. a really great correspondence between yeah. them. It's amazing. Now, for some reason, we don't start back after the credits. We don't start back at the asylum. We get this week's kind of subplot right. with Willow waiting to meet up with Tara. And she's so nervous and so cute. And she's just 
going through what she's going to say. And I love the one where she's just for gay love and right. fun times. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then she sees Tara with another girl and she sees a little kiss on the cheek. And for some reason, you know, that equates that Willow is going to just take off. Well, I mean, but Tara's seeing somebody else and she must, it's just a peck on the cheek. Yeah, but Willow's already really pretty self-conscious about the whole thing anyway. I don't <laughs> think it would have taken that much for her to, to bounce anyway. You know, like, had Tara yeah. been wearing a different color, <laughs> she'd probably like, oh no, I, our colors match, I'm out of here. Right. And she ran. <laughs> and after that little exchange at the Double Meat Palace, Buffy and Will are both home. And Willow's doing a little bit of research. Like she's trying Buffy's to. Buffy's got on a great sweater. She looks so cute in this like, this outfit. So cute. Like just, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing over the top done about any of it. Like her hair is just kind of like in this, you know, whatever lazy mm-hmm. bun type thing. And she's this sweater is nothing special. It's just beige no. turtleneck sweater and her jeans, plain jeans. But it's so cute, and I love all this. of it. Is so cute. I love this look absolutely <laughs> to the mm-hmm. hilt. This is like relaxed Buffy. Right. (laughs) So she and Willow are chatting it up and Willow tells her about what she saw with Tara and Buffy's like, you know, it's probably nothing. Just friends, yada, yada. Uh, But uh, Willow is still just kind of like freaked out. And she says, once you I'm sure they're just friends, because once you fall for Willow, you stay fallen. It's like, holy shit, Buffy's not being self-centered and selfish at the moment. I know. Actually being a good friend. I know. Right. It's like, wow, this, this sting may have been the best thing that's happened to you. It's, uh, it's, it's, right. Because <laughs> even when Xander had this horrible thing last week, you know, the first thing she could think about was how it affected her. Right. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> they were supposed to be, they were my beacon. This was right. like, <laughs> supposed to be my light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah. But I'm surprised she wasn't like, oh, don't worry about it, Willow. You guys are my new beacon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll work it out. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and speaking of the fuck boy. Ugh, this bitch. Xander shows up. He pops into the house like and, you know, I'm sure Willow and uh, Buffy have some very mixed emotions about how to feel about Xander right now. But they greet him with a hug and, you know, whatever. And he's all like, is Anya here? No, no. she's. Why not. would she be? Why would she be there? Why? Because you're the glue that held her in the friendship. She doesn't even really like any of us. Exactly. And also the fact that they know like she they they're not choosing sides, but they're choosing sides. Right. There's no way that she would go hang out there with there being a chance that Xander would pop in. Right. Can we talk about what he's wearing? Why? This. this Did he steal Uncle Roy's clothes? Yeah, exactly. a pimp from the 60s yes a, a down on his luck pimp yes one that just got beat out by his girl he's got like five dollar hookers this is this this is the Ugh. look that he's going for so he's going on and on about how bad he feels about how his like he's all lonely and whatnot and he's all by himself and he was better person with anya and he didn't he's all i don't know how things got all mixed up you mean you when, did it you mean when you told her you didn't want to marry her <laughs> when, when you wrecked your whole when you threw a grenade into your entire world right when you said you couldn't get married and you left her literally at the altar you know that's not ringing okay. any bells bro you know okay <laughs> you know, remember that? and he talks about how like the magic box is closed and it just chills him to the boat fuck you <laughs> 
That's all I wish anyone in that room right. would say to him. Like, fuck <laughs> you, you piece of shit. <laughs> and, he's like, and he goes on to like, and you know, you can still, you can see like the confusion with like Buffy and Willow when he's like, I didn't want to break up. <laughs> and, and Willow's like, you didn't want to get married, but you still wanted to date. <laughs> like, again, see above. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't get to have it both ways, sir. You just don't. No. So he's basically trying to delay, make a case for how it's not really his fault. Because <laughs> he's trying to blame it on, you know, when you add families and demons and weddings in the mix, things get all uh-uh. crazy. No. No. <laughs> Every person that has gotten married from the beginning of time has had some chaos right. around that wedding. Exactly. And they've managed to deal with it like a grown-up and move on <laughs> exactly but no xander all right so no. xander cries a little bit more and then you know we move on to buffy going out to patrol <laughs> which at what point was she just like no <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna never mind no. I, I don't have i don't have <laughs> the bandwidth for you right now i'm not <laughs> <laughs> And she's just walking whole humbly with the most adorable hat. What is with you tonight? She's so cute. It's a lot of beige, though. <laughs> it is a lot of beige. <laughs> like the hat, the sweater, her suede yeah. jacket. <laughs> and she doesn't get like very far into the cemetery before good old Spike shows up. <laughs> with groceries. <laughs> like two cartons of cigarettes. Okay, so well, I mean, dude have is think. already dead. So I mean, right? <laughs> smoke them if you got them. They say it turns your teeth, your fangs yellow after time. You got to be careful, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe also in that bag is some like bleaching cream for his teeth, <laughs> whitening teeth white. toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see him like he's brushing tray, his fang, <laughs> or he's got like the little the bleaching tray in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's think about this for a second. He doesn't have a job. So who did he scare to get money? Right. To go because no one had that bag of groceries. No, no, not whatever. Whatever's in all in that bag, there's nobody else in Sunnydale that would have had that exact bag. Nope. Two packs two cartons of Morley's, a bag of Weedabix. Right. <laughs> Probably an onion and some some flour because he was gonna try, yes. to, try to make a blooming onion. Blooming onion. <laughs> and maybe some bugles. Right. <laughs> So he and Buffy have a chat, you know, they're like people and Buffy's like actually treat him like people. And um, they dish about Xander and Anya's non-wedding. And Spike seems surprised, but also doesn't care, really. Mm-hmm. He's like, he says he's surprised, but it's also like, Meh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he makes a very pointed comment that some people can't see a good thing when they have it. Right. And he looks at her very pointedly. Right. He might as well have just like, you know, scratched a record player and, and just like stopped everything and just <laughs> stood in front of her and just stared right. <laughs> hold for 40 seconds <laughs> but then i guess willow decided she didn't want to sit around listening to xander's crap either right, so, you know what let's go patrol hopefully something will try to kill us i don't <laughs> <laughs> so they catch up to to buffy and we get a very Typical manly testosterone fueled argument between Spike and Xander. Yeah. Because as per usual, 
Spike is everyone's whipping boy. When they feel bad about themselves, right. they take it out on Spike. It's like, Xander, you have no place. He just immediately starts in on him. He's like, dude, mm-hmm. shut your fucking mouth. Just, yeah. just can't you just be? Just can't you just be fucking still? Right. And now this has nothing, zero to do with you. Spike has zero right. to do with you. And so they get in each other's face and uh, Xander's all, oh yeah, I forgot. You can't hurt me. <laughs> okay. And then he punches mm-hmm. him. And while they're going at it, Buffy starts to have an episode mm-hmm. and we're going and we're flipping back and forth between her here and the psychiatric hospital with uh, the doctor is like, oh, my God, she's lucid. And he's like, you know, do you know where you are? Blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah. And then this is this he's is- kind of mean about it. You know, she's he asked her where if she remembers where she is and she says Sunnydale and he's like, no, forget <laughs> nah, all of that. None nah, of that's bitch. real. Nah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she keeps cutting back and forth between the two. So the guys are fighting and she kind of, it's, it's so beautifully shot. I know it it's, or edited. I should say. Yes. Right. And it's the doctor is telling her she's been there for six years and which damn right it's like okay the entirety of this series and then he's like look who's here and oh my god it's mom and, it's and dad oh and, my god oh, and hank no, hey, hey hank <laughs> don't i get a hey dad no hank <laughs> no hank she's like mom dad dad <laughs> i think she's more surprised to see him there right and then doctors like keep talking to her keep her lucid keep her here mm-hmm. and she's just like oh this is too much <laughs> <laughs> like maybe the sound of your voice will ground her and, and hank is it's just yeah it's just like she's this is a spiral at this point like what's happening and so they get her she wakes back to, back up in sunnydale and everyone's like oh my god buffy what the fuck what, what's wrong with <laughs> what you happened? and and spike is just like no, no no let's get her to my crypt we'll take her you know and xander's like no we got this super rude Super rude. Super and then rude. Spike is like put a little ice on the back of her neck. She likes, she likes that. <sighs> Mo. Oh, puppy. <laughs> Dude, just yeah. Why do you try? Why do you even try? They, none of them deserve you. <laughs> no. And what does Willow do? She puts the ice in a glass. He said on her neck. Not the same thing, Will. Not the same thing. Bad friend. Uh-huh. So, uh, Buffy starts to lay it all out to them, tell them what happened. So I got stung by this thing, and now I've been having hallucinations about. Which, um, why didn't you tell them when it happened? <laughs> yeah. So you just had this like it's been like a whole twenty four hours, right? You just got this like demon sting on your arm, and just thought hmm, you weren't. You didn't think maybe I should put some mercurochrome or something on that? Like you weren't anywhere near worried about what that could have done to you. The last time you got demon shit on you, you could hear people's thoughts and almost died. (laughs) What is wrong with you? You talk about Dawn being an idiot for letting Harmony in the house. You're worse. You you literally got stung by some demon. (laughs) Like some demon has put something inside you. And and I mean, it's not the spots, not even itching or anything. It's not red. Like there's no concern about it whatsoever. She had been like Dean, just scratching her arm the whole episode. I would have loved that. And there's this. This is a kind of a comedic moment where uh, that I enjoy. That you know, Buffy explains to them what's going on, 
with her and like she's in the hospital like she's having hallucinations about being in the hospital Sunnydale's not real figment of her imagination and Xander's like oh what are you talking about you know things like ex demons and vampires and you know mares <laughs> turning into snakes and all that stuff and uh, your sister being a big ball of universe destroying energy like that's the, who how is that not real <laughs> right <laughs> and one could say hmm Okay, yeah, that, that that makes sense. Right at that point, I would have loved for Xander, as he, like in the same breath, to be like, "Yes, I can understand where you're coming from." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, instead, he's. Th- Here's the thing I don't like about this scene: she's in a very fragile, vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. I know you bitches have more furniture in the house <laughs> than all of you sitting on the couch staring at her. She needed more of a circle, a welcoming circle to tell this tale, not a line of disbelief and questioning. Yeah, exactly. Staring at her. Right. It's It's not warm. Yeah, it's a little harsh. It's a little uh, almost accusatory. Just like, ah, what are you done now, Buffy? That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And she also mentions that her mom and dad were there and they were like they were before she moved to Sunnydale. And this triggers Dawn. Not about you. I know. It is not about you, Dawn. She's trying to tell you all this. Dawn, not now. Not now, Dawn. Mom was there? Shut up. And so Willow's like, okay, uh, let's uh, get into action. Let's time to do some research. Let's figure out what's going on. And Buffy starts to have another episode. And um, what I really, one of the things I, I do really enjoy about this episode is how the doctor just like, breaks down her entire existence in this the last six years which also correlates perfectly with the last six years we've spent in Sunnydale ourselves and and it's just just kind of like his whole explanation the explanation is just a thing of beauty where this writing is concerned except for the fact that he left out that Hank Summers is a piece of shit (laughs) oh by the way you don't exist anymore Hank so anyway Mm -hmm. as I was saying um (laughs) and he goes on to talk about how you know it you know she made up Sunnydale because it was a place of comfort for her and now it's no longer comforting and that you know her she you know she has these superpowers and her like her villains used to be grand and like big and gods and now it's just three boys that she went to high school with who like to play with toys <laughs> which damn dude like yeah. real <laughs> like even, <Harsh. laughs> even her doctor is just like that's shade <laughs> it's so messed up so like but the the actual diagnosis that some some form of schizophrenia is what she has is what they're they're giving her and her delusions are like multi-layered and her believing that she's some sort of some sort of superhero and you know and even like you know dawn and all that stuff and just like ah, i just love the way he breaks it all down for them mm-hmm. and, and that um, she's created dawn as you know something to give her comfort the mm-hmm. magical key how don't that she must just it's weird to me because it seems like she you know they say she's catatonic most of the time and that when she wakes up here she's it's finally a moment of her being lucid mm-hmm. if that's the case when did she tell you all of this right like how do you know all this is happening like because it in my imagination she's just like left in her room like acting out all this stuff right by herself (laughs) and if this is the case that at some point she has woken up and you have these sessions where she explains all this to you like for the last six years don't lock her up you put her in front of a typewriter right (laughs) 
you give her a six book deal. Exactly. And we call it a day. Exactly. <laughs> and they just like go on to about like every time that they think that they're getting through to her, like something magical happens or, or, or whatever. There's like some, some magical thing that happens with her. And, and she retreats back into herself. Right. And they even reference the time when she was dead. When when Buffy died in Sunnydale, about that time, like what, like a month over the summer where she was lucid. Yeah. So that must have been when she told them the first four seasons of the show. <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that was it. It's like she was lucid for a month. <laughs> for a month, that you're like, holy shit! Listen, all this. Stuff. This is where I've been. This is what happened. She's like the ultimate Dorothy in Oz. Right. <laughs> so now back to other assholes, asshole men in. Mm. Sunnydale. Warren is being super shady. Right. He is loving the fact that this demon has caused Buffy to be tripping balls. Right. He's like, oh, she, he's got her drooling now. And like, dude, wow. He just doesn't He give says a shit. something about a Ken Russell film festival, and I don't know who that is. Yeah. That is a topical piece of info that I don't get. It's a joke I didn't get. Yeah, I, I was not, I, I don't, I wasn't privy to that. British film director. That's what I got. Yeah, it's like, well, well, what stuff did he do? It uh, should I know it? I don't think I know it. Oh, it doesn't look like any, anything. That, but I, I don't know. That's not. I, I, I'm gonna say it's not worth my, worth the time. It's a Warren joke. Uh, yeah, nobody cares, Warren. <laughs> no. And again, they're being super shady about not letting Jonathan out of the house while they go off and buy things. All right, Jonathan looks really wrecked. Like he really does. He's like, I feel so bad for the tiny man. He looks like he hasn't slept or showered or eaten a hot meal in months. He's all sweaty. (laughs) And they've come back with some packages or whatnot, and they won't tell Jonathan what they went to go get. And um, Jonathan is. I'm going to assume that this is their jetpacks. I think that's a trivia for later, but it is that that's what they have is their jetpacks. Right. And they've got some schematics on the on the computer. They pull up about a vault. Uh, of sorts or something. I guess they're yeah. they're going to rob a do some nerd shit, break into a vault or some shit like that. I don't know some weird Fast and Furious shit that they wouldn't actually be able to get away with because they're just nerds, right? Um. So yeah, so they're going on uh, back and forth and trying to convince Jan- Jonathan's like, well, I'm going to go get some stuff that I need, and Warren's like, no, you can't do that because if what if something happens to you and yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Willow figures out what the demon is and his stinger has an antidote. His stinger happens to have an antidote to his own poison. What I don't also, but kind of still like is that I don't like, we never get into what the demon's poison is supposed to do. Right. Like, is it, does it cause just, random delusions and it's just like kind of up to the person that gets poisoned like what these delusions end up being does it like put you over into like an alternate you like that's just like there's nobody mentions it ever no never <laughs> and that kind of we don't get the demons 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 wikipedia listing for right. the, for which, this guy which it's it's kind of frustrating in one end, but also it's like, okay, so this also that leaves this whole interpretation wide open still mm-hmm. because there's no clear cut explanation as to what this demon is prop like what he what he does. No, it just lends to the mental asylum 
story better because it's a fantastical thing with no explanation. Right. Exactly. So as go ahead. Willow's the first person in this episode to actually read a room (laughs) because she's like excitedly telling Buffy about this anecdote and that it's going to be all right. And Willow or Buffy is literally in in the fetal position on this couch. (laughs) Right. And you can see Willow's whole face change like, oh, God, you're oh, what's wrong? Like, this is serious. Yeah. Something has gotten gotten wrong. And Buffy admits to being detached, you know, Mm -hmm. and she's just like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, this is like I've been in this funk. But also, Buffy, you were brought back from the dead. Right. It's understandable. (laughs) And, you know, this whole time we're thinking, you know, this is a really terrible delusion. Why would this come out of nowhere? Why would you even think this? And Willow even says, Buffy, you were never in an institution. And that's when the big hammer drops. And Buffy tells Willow, yes, I was. (laughs) And it turns out when Buffy first started fighting vampires in L.A., she told her parents. And they thought she was batshit crazy. Which I guess, you know, you would do. She was like, what, 14, 15 mm-hmm. when this happened? She was scared. She saw yeah. vampires was scared. What do you do? You're scared. You're a kid. You go tell mom and dad. And mom and dad were like, oh, hell to the gnaw. We're going to yeah. put you into this institution. Send her to a clinic for two weeks. Which I call bullshit. Why? You can't just retcon people's history. Because if this were tr- if this were true... And Buffy spent time in an institution after telling her parents that she hunted vampires. Mm-hmm. When she told Joyce she was a vampire slayer Thank you. in season two, the first insult that would have come out of Buffy's mouth would have been, you put me in an institution. Exactly. exactly. But there's no mention of it. And Joyce is surprised. Right. Exactly. Like, this is the first time Joyce mm-hmm. is hearing anything about a vampire. Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's what. Yeah, that's a point, too. And then I, my whole thing also was like and also like Joyce never apologized. No. Like later on when when she found out for herself right. that they were real. There was never a person moment. that Joyce is. She would have been like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Right. I didn't believe you. How could we have not believed you? Exactly. Exactly. No. So. Yes. So you're rewriting Buffy's history a little here. It's it's a great dramatic moment, mm-hmm. and it's an awesome hammer drop, but it's bullshit. Right. It, it, it's, there's no or there's no Joyce backup. is the biggest dick in the show. She takes the reins from Hank Summers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so either this is just all kinds of bullshit, and like you, like there was, yeah, or yeah, Joyce was just a big dick Tom Polary. Wow. i'm not because but you're right there's like even if she hadn't apologized you're right about the fact that that would have been the first thing out of buffy's mouth was like mm-hmm. remember in la you know this like you, you locked me away for two weeks and so it's real gotcha mm-hmm. so while buffy and willow are having this heart to heart um spike and xander are off hunting this gobbledygook demon and uh, I guess, you know, Xander has filled Spike in on what's going on with Buffy. And, and Spike <laughs> is making this about himself. <laughs> He's like, that makes so much sense. Why could I fall in love with her? Turn me into her sex slave. What? Xander- Nothing. No, I'm- 
laughing. Spike is just like, you know, alternative realities. And this is like, this is the beginning of what? Our Spike and Xander Buffy, or our Spike and Xander buddy cop moments. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's really funny because, he, you know, the demon pops up out of nowhere and Spike is so mad. Why didn't you tell me it was... Oh my God, that name! Glarkin. I have to look at it. <laughs> Glarkin Weasel. <laughs> yes. Glargokashmoshnak. Sanders, like, because I didn't, I can't say right. that <laughs> exactly. And also, why does it matter? Can somebody give me an explanation? Right. <laughs> why does that matter? <laughs> if I'd have known it was him, then we could have <laughs> done what? <laughs> it's not possible. So. As Spike is going on and on about his, you know, about how this affects him, about Buffy's <laughs> hallucinations, how it's his problem. There is my burn of the week where it's a good, it's the burn. It's, it's good. Burn. Spike says to Xander, you know, in a different reality, you might have left, might not have left your bride at the altar. Might have gone through <laughs> with it like a man. That gets that meme of the guy who puts his hands on his face and like falls. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like, how long you been holding on to that one, Spike? Right. Like you've been waiting this whole entire this this whole hunt for that. <laughs> and you know, Xander's just like one more syllable about Anya, and that's when the gargoyle gashminek or whatever pops out. <laughs> and why does? This, they have been using the same rifle gun, I think, through the entire series. Never used it. Never shot it. No. And they hit the they hit the demon with it twice, and he's still not going down. And then Spike kills it. And if you're using a Trent gun, I'm going to assume you weren't supposed to kill it. He doesn't kill it. He just doesn't not. he break its neck? No, because he it's, he's alive when they bring him back to the basement. But he Unless totally jumps to go... on the back of it and like snaps its neck. Maybe, maybe he's. But it is alive in the basement. Was he just? So I don't know then? what he. Maybe, I guess or was that there was another just him one? knocking it out. I guess. I'm, well, it's was, it was probably physically impossible to snap the dude's neck the way that Spike would have done it because of all the wax on his head. It would have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> Spike's grip would have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> and Xander makes some stupid joke about I altered his reality. Right. <laughs> Boo. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Go back to your basement. <laughs> so Don comes into Buffy's room, who's still Buffy is just she's shook yeah. this whole episode. Which she's just kind of in her room curled up in a ball and it's back to Buffy who just crawled out of the grave, kind of. Mm-hmm. Quiet, despondent. And Don is like, I made you some tea. <laughs> okay, Don, let's make this about you. Uh, yeah, and here and we're gonna really just she's going for it. She's gonna go full speed ahead with this, and you know we flip to the hospital where Buffy's parents are talking to her, and they're, and they're like, "You don't have a sister, you know. This is it. It's not real. This is ridiculous. We want to take you home. You need to tell, say it out loud to make it so." You don't have a sister. We flip back to Sunnydale. Buffy's like, you know, Don, we got to do better. You know, your grades suck. I know Will has been doing your chores. Like, basically. You're stealing. <laughs> right. Um, and then again, Don gets, like, super offended really quickly. It's like, I'm trying. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> And uh, then Dawn realized, like, oh, in this alternate reality, you don't have a sister. And here we, here we go. 
Here we go. She gets real <laughs> shitty about it. It's your ideal. Real world. shitty. <laughs> I don't exist. You don't have a sister. You don't want me around. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're 100% right. Yep. <laughs> I can't believe that they even bothered to bring Hank into this episode. Like, what's the why? Joyce could have been a capable single mother. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I believe in either reality, Hank Summers is still a piece of shit. <laughs> Cause I yeah, what, did he cheat on Joyce? Is that was his no? He just divorced. Oh yeah, he did with his secretary. I think. Okay, that's because I don't. I didn't recall for a second like why. Because I know Buffy was blaming herself for a hot second for, for them divorce. getting a divorce. I mean, yeah. it's true, and in that wish episode, or the the nightmares episode, he definitely says her little thing. You know, her troubles didn't help their right. marriage any. Right. So they chain the demon up and Willow breaks off his uh, stinger and she's off to go. Like she sends Xander to the magic box to get some stuff. And, uh, you know, just for chemistry reasons or for medicinal purposes. Yeah. Not no No, no magic. First, OK. And she's so going to go since... to she's going to go to the chemistry lab at yeah. UC Sunnydale to go do this. Make this antidote with chemistry. Why Be- can't you do it here? What does UC Sunnydale chemistry lab have that you probably don't don't have at home? Right, just some what burners and some some beakers, like. And also, this time is of the essence. Right, call Tara. Right, <laughs> do it magically. Right, seriously. So my other question is: having just recently watched Cobra Kai, and seeing things from other people's point of view, mm-hmm. imagine you're this demon. <laughs> You got summoned. Someone asked you to come to town and infect this lady. So you did. But now these kids are hunting you all over town. They knock you out. They trank you. Right. They knock you out. They tie you up in a basement and they rip your thing out of your arm. That is awful. Yeah. He's, he's had a bad day. He's had a very bad day. From his perspective, this shit is terrible. Yeah, and also, so so where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> did he come out of existence? Did he just pop out of it? Like, right. Did they just make him for right. this one sole purpose? Or did they like, or what, open like, up why a is portal? Why is he hanging out? Yeah, yeah. Or did they open a portal and he came through and was like, oh shit, now I got this thing. So, I mean, was there a time limit? Was he supposed right. to be able to just, like <laughs> pop on back? Or like, why is he just chilling still? Just like hanging around like, I did, did what I was home? supposed to do. <laughs> Why didn't you send me home? But see, that's the carelessness of the trio. They brought something here and they didn't put their toy away. Right. They just left it run amok. Right. And so Willow finally gets the antidote antidote together as a T form, brings it into Buffy. And for some reason, she allows Spike to come up into Buffy's room. with her yeah i i just don't think that would have been a thing that would have happened but okay no (laughs) (laughs) and then she gives him a job to do was like make sure she drinks it and leaves him there with her huh that's not what happens (laughs) that's not how it goes down so he does the opposite uh yeah um he goes there and i think it starts off i don't even know if it starts off cordial because i don't (laughs) <laughs> he, he he comes in with a chip on his shoulder and again much like dawn i think it's just like again he's very offended by the fact that you know she would dare have an hallucination where she's he's not real 
And so he flips the fuck out and gives her an ultimatum. This is like, either you tell your friends about us or I will. Huh? Why you gotta pile on? (laughs) I have enough to deal. Like, you realize I think I'm two people or I'm slipping between time streams. I don't know what's happening and you're gonna bring this shit up right now? Not the time. Not the time. It's not about you. This is not the time. I need you to just do, you had one job, Spike. One job. (laughs) Make sure she drank the damn tea. (laughs) You couldn't have had her drink the tea. And then told her all this shit. Right. <laughs> and then he's even as she was swallowing it. Right. Just a little bit. Like because she was already just like on the brink. I, I think all all she needed was a little nudge just mm-hmm. to not drink it. And so he he goes off in a huff. And the way she responds. Like drop kicks her. Yeah. Bitch. And then leaves. And so she's like, you know what? Fuck this noise. I don't want any parts of this. <laughs> I want. I want. I want out of Sunnydale. I'm done with it. And she pours. She gets rid of the tea. First of all, when she pours that shit out, I wouldn't have drank that. Um, it looks really thick and gross. It looks like blood. Yeah, like and, nasty thick blood. Uh, is that a? She poured it into a plant. Was that a real plant or is that a? She poured it into a trash can. A trash can. Okay, that's gonna stink. That's mm-hmm. that's not gonna sit well. <laughs> nope, not at all. And she still got to throw that out? Or is do they just go get the trash bag at the end of the episode when she finally decides she has to <laughs> yeah. fix her shit? Or does it... Or maybe like, Willow says something about making more, I think. Why make more? It's just in an empty trash can that, <laughs> she, with that had a fresh bag. Right, yeah. Just uh, pop a hole in the bottom of that bag and right? make her suck <laughs> it out because she did this to herself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your own fault, Buffy. <laughs> you have to drink from a trash can. So bottoms up yep and we so she wakes up in the asylum and she's basically like i am done with that shit (laughs) and so she is kind of still flitting back and forth but now they've come up with a plan for buffy to stay lucid she's got to get rid of everything in this other life that is holding her to that delusion right and then you know this is the point where he references when she was dead in Sunnydale and she was lucid but who pulled you back? It was your friends that Willow and Xander and the rest of them that pulled you back in and she's like you're right. And so you have to cut cut the cords Buffy. You gotta move on. And she's like bet. <laughs> and so Buffy prepares to go on and start kill her friends. Mm-hmm. And one by one we see her interacting. You know she interacts with Willow. She's this cute little scene with Willow where Willow's like I'm gonna some food and we'll right. clear your noggin right up and Willow's like okay and kind of like childlike takes her by the hand and yeah. they walk in the other room and we don't see her again it's okay and then Xander comes over and wow he has really put on some weight in this season yeah like his jackets are so big and it's like you know you know how it is when you put on a couple pounds you wear bigger clothes right. because you don't want people to see you know and that's how I feel Xander is in this episode. He's yeah. just all of his clothes are so big. Yeah, exactly. And but so, he comes over and no one's around and he starts talking to Buffy who's in the kitchen cleaning and you which, you could feasibly think, oh, they made food and now she's just cleaning up. Well, but that should have been like a, a red flag right there. When is Buffy ever cleaning? Right? <laughs> like for real. <laughs> and she's just standing there with this frying pan and they have a little conversation and then she just full on smacks it in the face with this frying pan. And I cheer. Finally! Right? <laughs> Except it took a lot more to get Xander down than it should have. 
She yeah. act like it was hard wrestling with him. Yeah. It should have been nothing. No. You fight demons, girl. Yeah, exactly. Especially even uh, in your weakened state. No. Nah. Which you're not weak and you're just confused. Right, exactly. She should have it should have just taken that one blow to with the frying out. pan. Right. He should have But no, they wrestle back and forth and she she's choking and he's like trying to defend and then she does get the better of him and she tosses him downstairs. Where we see poor Willow is already tied up and gagged. And she comes back upstairs and locks them in the basement. Oh, but she's not done yet. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a bit Jack Torrance. <laughs> this, this is phenomenal. Uh, so she rolls upstairs and Dawn's like angrily stuffing shit in a bag. Like, uh, where are you going? Going to Janice's. They actually like me there. Do okay. they? Okay, Dawn. I mean, I feel like you're an inconvenience over at Janice's house. I do too. Like, were you invited? Do they know mm-hmm. you're coming? and Buffy's being super creepy and you can tell she's really trying hard to hold on right she she keeps having these deep breaths and having to stop and kind of recenter herself and and Buffy's like no you're not going anywhere and Dawn is like looking at her and she's like uh she she holds up she she holsters her bitch teen mode for a second and is like <laughs> you look sick are you okay buffy is everything <laughs> wrong with you like what's happening right now real accusatory like <laughs> something's up something right something right like, no 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 everything's fine and dawn is like you're being weird and buffy's like uh it basically breaks is like i gotta what she said i gotta cut, cut she said ties. you're going downstairs with the others yes and that's when Dawn is kind of like, what the hell do you, that sounds a bit culty. What are you talking for, about? For why? Why am I going downstairs with the others? I don't want to go downstairs. And she tries to grab her up. Buffy lays hands. And Dawn is like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> she ducks and dodges and she gets away from her for a little bit, like going through the the bathroom and all this stuff. And Buffy's like, you know, I, this is the only way for me to get healthy. I need to get rid of you. <laughs> You're just a trap for my mind. I gotta get rid of you. And poor Dawn is just like, no, just talk to me, Buffy. We can wait. You realize of all of her friends, you're the one that literally isn't real. Right. You are the you are the <laughs> last one to be trying to make a case for yourself. Right. That this is this is normal and real. It's like, I'm your sister. I love you. I need you. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to shut that. You should just jump out the window. It's like, you know Seriously. what? You're right. I am just going to, I'm just going to go. I, you're right. You're right. If Willow <laughs> can't bring you back, it's not going to be me. <laughs> and Buffy even says, so yeah, of course. So what's real? What's more real? A sick girl in an institution right. or some kind of super girl right. chosen to fight demons and save the world and sleeps with a vampire. She hates what (laughs) stop with the two of you stop just casually dropping this in in conversation so i mean at this point like once it is common knowledge i feel like dawn and xander shouldn't have been quite as shocked when they heard the news right (laughs) it should have been a moment of clarity like oh that's what she was that's what they were talking about (laughs) (laughs) and then buffy gets the best the better I, of Dawn. I do. For a minute, I thought she was just going to choke her out on the floor. Me too. <laughs> but I and do I was going like, to be okay with it. Yeah. Like, it would have been like... severe and harsh, but. <laughs> but I do look, I like uh, some of the moves that Buffy pulls out there, like her. Uh, Rolling across the bed. Yeah. It's like, 
that that's dope buff that's dope. that was pretty dope and it shows that she's still strong and would have beaten the shit out of sander right so she gets them down she gets them all downstairs everybody's bound and gagged and so she takes a peek at oh yeah guess who's still here oh gobbledygook demon is uh still chained up in the basement too and then we flip back to the hospital where they're everyone's egging her everyone's just like cheering her on buffy you can do this but don't stress yourself out take your time it's totally fine and then and we, see they're in a warm circle mm-hmm. around her <laughs> <laughs> a nice inviting warm circle and she feels loved and they're giving her warmth and caring and telling her supportively that she can do this because <laughs> she's starting to freak out a little right she's starting to get upset and she's like tensing up and they're just lovingly it's telling okay. her it'll be okay it's okay it's okay take your time baby take your time buffy unhooks uncle fester and um mm-hmm. he's about ready to go to town he starts off with xander and xander's like oh my god what's happening i need my buffy help me i need my hands did you see Buffy you help me? Did you she see? tied you to that. Why would she help right. you? Right. That's, and then for whatever reason, Tara shows up. Huh? I, I, I don't even know why she's there. <laughs> Nobody called her. Nobody. I don't. There's no explanation as to why nope. she's there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Happens to she show She's just up. an unknown expletive. <laughs> right. Just And Tara? Okay. So um, there's a scuffle. The demon is like, you know, and this is like a lot of quick editing back and forth between the hospital and Sunnydale with, um, you know, Joyce is like trying to give her this pep talk like, baby, it's not real. And this is like getting to me. Yeah. The, the talk between Joyce and Buffy. I'm like, he like gives me chills and stuff. And like, you know, we're going back and forth. Buffy's Xander's still crying for help. And, uh, you know, Tara hears the ruckus in the basement. She comes down, uses some magic to untie folks and to like more magic than she's ever used. Right. And just like instantly levitating shelves all by herself <laughs> right. with one word, one word and a point of a finger. <sighs> And uh, as she's coming down the stairs, Buffy's hiding under the stairs and she pulls, she trips her. She like yanks at like the old pulls her leg out from under her on the stairs routine. <laughs> and Tara takes a nasty tumble. Yeah. Like she she could have died here. Yeah. Literally. And Buffy's just like, <gasps> yeah, she could have broken her neck and been dead. Mm-hmm. All of the dead. Everybody is, you know, they're fighting and tussling and blah, blah, blah. And we go back to the hospital and it's just Buffy and Joyce in the shot and Joyce just keeps going on about I believe in you you're strong you're special you can do this and this is Buffy's like, like beating her head against the wall yeah and I it's am the be strong baby yeah and I am like, like, like I get choked up yeah I get choked up she's like you know you have to fight this you can beat this you're too good for this like this is this is it this is what you're doing i know you're afraid but it has to be done this is sometimes your dad and i have all the faith in the world right in you. i know the world really feels where like is a, he <laughs> i know the world feels like a hard place but you know we have to do this and we'll always be with you and buffy has this moment of i don't know clarity but just like just realization and uh, she's just like you're right and she says goodbye to her mom for a second time. And, yeah. <sighs> it's so sad. It It's just. She thanks her. Yeah. So- and Joyce is just like, oh, yay, there's my baby. And then she says goodbye. And it's just so heartbreaking. And Joyce's realization of like, what do you mean goodbye? I. And Buffy retreats into herself. 
And then our Buffy stands up right <laughs> in the basement and it's like, oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> Things just took a wicked turn for you, mm-hmm. Mr. Gloggenheim. And she so- picks his ass up, throws him around a bunch and then punches through his chest. Which, ew. Real gross. Yeah, yeah. Totes. She doesn't rip his heart out or anything. She just literally punches through his chest and pulls out a gloppy, waxy hand. Ugh. And it's real nasty. Yeah. And um, everybody, ew. And everybody's just like kind of <laughs> rightfully kinda so. Wary. They don't know what to make of what's happening right now. Uh, seeing as she had just tried to kill them, now she just mm-hmm. saved them. And they're all just kind of like, eh. But then uh, it's like, it's okay, Buffy. Everything's okay. And Buffy, you know, she gives a blanket. I'm so sorry. and But I, I still feel like it's not enough. That's... <laughs> so not enough it is so not enough i'm so sorry that's it and they're like it's okay we're okay but i also guess it's like i mean what else do you want to do like willow you're staying in her house rent free right you can't right you can't exactly <laughs> cause and, then, <laughs> and they're all like come on come on we'll go upstairs we'll get her and she's like nope i can't lay down until you make give me the antidote and they're like, like right now. Yeah. At this moment. And they're like, okay. I mean, sure. And then we go back to the hospital where she's catatonic on the corner, on the floor. The doctor, Dr. Hot Stuff shines a light in her non-responsive eyes. And he's like, I'm sorry, we lost her. And end scene. Credits roll. So as fans, we're all left with a, what the fuck? Like, huh? Did they... What? <laughs> There's just a giant question mark left in everybody's heads and souls for the rest of the series. And even for the rest of our lives, actually, to be be quite honest. Because I'm still just like, but what if? (laughs) (laughs) Now, we had no songs this week. Nope. Just that little bit of score, I guess. Uh your burn from Spike to Xander was the burn of the week. <laughs> we only had one body dropped. The Glark Gulgashmanik? The sure. Buffy punch through the chest. Sure. <laughs> and I'd say it does pass the Bechtel test because most of the talk in this oh, episode revolves around yeah. Buffy. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything like between Buffy and Willow and Buffy and Dawn. So, yeah. Now we have a ton of random trivia that I picked up from the Buffy Wiki and from IMDb, just a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. So the first one is that Sarah Michelle Geller would later appear on one of the last shows of All My Children as an unnamed character. She played a well-dressed, coiffured, and otherwise coherent young woman brought in from the t- brought into town for medication because she claimed she saw vampires before they were in (laughs) which is just hilarious that's cute (laughs) and as we all know sarah michelle played kendall susan lucci's daughter that's where she actually got like one of her big breaks gotcha back 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 in the day Mm. now buffy's pre-sunnydale experience in an assignment asylum would later be told in the comic book slayer interrupted (laughs) which is a reference to girl interrupted which is an amazing movie with Winona Ryder, Angela Jolie, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie <laughs> and Clea Duval, who we all know was in Out of Mind, Out of Sight as Marcy. He is. 
This is also the first time there was no appearance of Anya since she became a series regular in season four. Mm. Which she's off dealing with her own shit. Right. Like Could you imagine if Buffy had beat her ass up and tied her in the no. like the uh, the argument that could have happened in the basement between Xander and Anya? That actually would have been gold. Right. Yeah. Anya probably would have. Uh, yeah. Anya probably would have killed him. At, mm-hmm. <laughs> at Comic Con in 2013, while speaking about this episode, Joss mentioned that during his time writing Astonishing X Men, he envisioned Cyclops, whose real name is Scott Summers, making a reference to a female cousin of his who had been sent to a mental institution for believing she was a demon hunter. However, he couldn't find an appropriate place in the storyline to fit it in and therefore never featured it. Hmm. If that had happened, our minds would have been blown to connect Marvel and Buffy. I would have lost it. Right. And finally, Marty Noxon said of the ending of this episode, it was a fake out. We were having some fun with the audience. I don't want to denigrate what the whole show has meant. If Buffy's not empowered, then what are we saying? If Buffy's crazy, then there is no girl power. It's all fantasy. And really, the whole show stands for the opposite of that, which is that it isn't just a fantasy. There should be girls that can kick ass. So I'd be really sad if we made that statement at the end. That's why just somewhere in the middle saying, wouldn't it be funny if, or would this be sad or tragic if, in my feeling, and I believe in Joss's as well, that's not the reality of the show. This was just a tick, a trick and a tease. I disagree with her logic behind it about that be no girl power if mm-hmm. Buffy were just crazy. Um, because I'm eventually, I guess we kind of get to it. But still, though, like it's saying that, OK, if we think of it like that, if, if Buffy was just if this was all delusion, she's an institution. And that if that's the case, then there's no girl power. Well, there's also to say if this is real, then there's no girl power for real because all of this is magical. Like all of this right. is like, this was this, all given to her, right? This is a mystical thing. Like mm-hmm. everything and everybody in the show that has supposed any woman in the show that has girl power, there are some mystical force behind her. Yeah. And so it's not to say that just any ordinary Jane can, ha- can kick ass. So I right. mean, either way you look at it, like if anything, I would say it's more girl power. If she were quote unquote crazy, Right. But, you know, again, because then you've got the strength of Joyce dealing right. with, you know, right. Being there for her daughter and still being there for her no matter what. Six years. That's yeah. girl power. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but regardless, like even the fact that it was not the series finale and, you know, people like that it was wasn't people don't like that it was wasn't or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. it was a great episode and um it just it opened up a lot of questions and possibilities and it's just like yeah. it's just so artistically well done and i love everything about it and you know it even if it wasn't the way the series ended i'm not mad at it i'm glad it exists i'm glad yeah. they put that question mark there and you know it's it was it's fun it's cool and it's just like it's just a really great like Marty said, oh, what if? Or yeah. wouldn't this be There sad? are several different ways you can look at it. You can look at it. So the first way you can look at it is that Buffy chose to live in this delusion. Mm-hmm. She chose this delusion over Hank Summers. <laughs> <laughs> the second way you can choose to look at it is that this is just the logical way of Buffy's brain capping the story that she went through. Mm-hmm. So as she's getting the antidote, it's just finishing off the story in the back of her mind. Right. 
you know, that she has chosen to stay here. Right. You know, or you could look at it as Buffy is in that asylum and that is where she sits to this day. The only question yeah. that I would have uh, that w- if that were the case, like if the reality were the asylum is why would she choose to kill Joyce off? Yeah. To have Joyce be dead. Yeah. That's the only thing that that gives me question about mm-hmm. it. But again, it's, why would she choose a place where Joyce isn't? Right. But um, yeah. But yeah, like this is like just this episode can be dissected and just like gone through with a fine tooth comb and that thousand different ways and that's the beauty of it like it's Mm -hmm. the almost like a choose your own adventure (laughs) yeah where you can't cheat and go back (laughs) or you can cheat it's the ultimate you can cheat and go back (laughs) but our moral of the story i didn't really i couldn't come up with a good moral of the story other than to just say mental health is no joke right if you or someone you know is experiencing any kind of mental health issues, there is the SAMHSA's National Helpline. It's 1-800-662-HELP. And if it is a free, confidential, 24-7, 365-a-day treatment referral and information service in English and Spanish for individuals and families facing mental and or substance use disorders. Perfect. So it's free. Get help. Yeah, exactly. Somebody is out there to talk to whenever you need it. Absolutely. So, yeah, let us know, please. I really, really, really like more so than any other episode we've ever done. I want to know everybody's thoughts about normal again. Um, you can record an MP3 file and email it to us less than two minutes, please, to revisiting Sunnydale at gmail.com. Or you can get at us on like Instagram or f- Facebook or Twitter. It's super cool, like just super easy. Like I really, mm-hmm. really, really want to know where like everybody yeah. else. We uh, may even put it. up a couple things on the site to ask some very leading questions and polls. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So next week is entropy, another a good one. This is like the shit's about to go down. Yes, this is where we're ramping up to. Like season six is just a really great season. Let's yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And if we're able to next week, I'll look into it. We will repost the Facebook Live we did of entropy oh yeah that's right (laughs) a couple months ago (laughs) (laughs) and you guys can check that out and let us know if you want us to do more things like that in the future yes absolutely so subscribe follow like us talk to us on the interwebs and you can get at me camila on twitter at the underscore rugged angel or me marcel at mspear 7338 all right friends thank you for hanging out and um get at us talk to us tell us what you think till next time